The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So good morning. And uh, we sat longer than I said we would because it was so quiet in here and still. And um, so I want to welcome you all to the day of practice here at IMC. And um, I think in the spirit of how quiet the room gave, became, I'm not going to say much now, but those of you who are new to IMC or new to meditation practice or think you are or would like to be, um, and, or, and, and if you'd like instructions for walking meditation, uh, in a few minutes you can come up here in the front and we'll have a little chat with you. The, um, one of the kind of time-honored principles that many Buddhists have about their practice is that the, uh, there's a different language for it, so you don't have to adopt this language exactly, but our very <clears throat> imperfections are the very fuel and food for, and, and cobblestones for making the path of practice that the very limitations that we find inside of ourselves are the very thing that we use to find our freedom or our clarity. And if we use the word clarity as a synonym for mindfulness, we're cultivating our ability to be, have clarity about what's happening in the present moment. And it's a little bit like, um, <clears throat> and so the question is not, uh, you know, how to be more insightful and more concentrated, but how to be clear about what's going on, how to receive or hold whatever's going on with some clarity. So when you're staying with the breathing, which is a great place to begin and stay because breathing can be calming and centering and focusing, but the task is uh, to become clear about the breath, to have a clarity around the whole experience of breathing. Not so much for the sake of the breath, but for the sake of developing that capacity of the mind to have clarity. And one of the reasons we try not to be lost in thought and lost in the future and the past or in judgments and commentary is that there's very little clarity in that kind of activity. It tends to obscure the natural clarity. Some people say the natural clarity of the mind. And so what is it about our imperfections? What is it about the wandering mind? What is it about the very things which are our challenges in our life, our suffering and stuff, that allows it to be the place to discover clarity? And that's the question, you know, how do we discover clarity there? And it's not discovered by getting rid of it, but it's discovered by somehow seeing it clearly or recognizing it clearly, clearly or being with it in an equanimous way. Oh, this, I see this. I'm clear about this, oh, this is what's going on. And in that seeing, in that being clear, this clear recognition, in there, there starts to be a little hint, a glimpse at first, perhaps, of freedom, a little movement of what it's like not to be caught or entangled in what's going on. And at first, it might be very difficult to appreciate that there's something of tremendous value in the clarity itself. So we don't have to get rid of anything, but as we cultivate this clarity about it or this equanimity there, that in there is found 
some kind of peace, some kind of well-being, some kind of freedom that can grow and develop. And so it's like a little seed that we're nurturing and, and watering and growing. So the clarity and with it the freedom can come together. And, um, and so a day along to, like today is a, ta- a day to kind of water that and care for that little seedling. And, um, and the clarity that you have, the practice of mindfulness you have through the day will wane and wax. You'll go through a variety of different um, ups and downs. Uh, some of you, your body will begin to ache. Some of your, your mind might become more challenging rather than less challenging. Feelings that you've been, you know, holding at bay might come visit. There are times when you feel very concentrated and clear. There are times when you feel less so, drowsy. And, and all, all that's to be expected. It's expected that it'll unfold in all kinds of different ways. Because a day like today is a journey that, uh, that with any journey, uh, involves all kinds of different kinds of terrain that we'll run into. And it's best not to see whatever happens today as something that shouldn't happen. But it's much more helpful in a practice like this to kind of approach or to kind of treat everything that might happen as if uh, this too is the place where I can learn to practice. This too is for me to discover how to be uh, mindful, how to hold this with clarity. And even the lack of clarity, okay, that, that's, being, that's also possible to say, okay, that's what's happening. I'm, I'm just really drowsy or I'm really, you know, confused with what's going on. But just, oh, that, that's happening. There's confusion, there's drowsiness. There's, and, uh, so where's the clarity? How, how can you be clear? about what's happening is the kind of one of the one of the ways of seeing the task of a day like today. Um, we'll see how uh, much instructions I give in the course of the day, um, but I'll probably begin every sitting with some instructions, some guided instructions as we go along. And then we'll alternate between sitting and walking. And uh, usually for these days, it's about 35 minutes of each. And I'll announce at the end of the, each sitting how long the next walking period is when we come back from that sitting. And Alfonso is our manager for today. If you have any questions about uh, being here, you can check with Alfonso there. And uh, he'll also ring the bell about six, seven minutes before I say we're starting back in here. So you hear the bell, you have about you know six minutes or so to get back. And uh, you're welcome to tea. That's uh, the hot water maker's there on the counter and available. There's tea in the drawers and more cups around. And there's a refrigerator for your lunch if you have a lunch you want to put away until lunchtime. We'll have lunch around midday, 12, 12.30. And uh, we'll try to keep the building in silence during that time. There might be some some practical conversations about, you know, I don't know what, but uh, how to use the microwave or something that you need help with or cleaning up. And the people who've been here before know about setting up tables and chairs. And so if you haven't been here before, you can just kind of just, just hang back a little bit and it'll become clear what's going on. And, um, and also we ask that you don't uh, park in the parking lot of any of the businesses around here. The little dentist next to us here, 
don't use that parking lot. And also across the street, there's a nursing home that uh, it's, it's, it's uh, troubling for them when we park in their parking lot. And also not to use those parking lots of businesses for walking meditation. You can use a sidewalk, but if you use a sidewalk or walk around the block or something and you're walking slow, and then um, uh, just get out of the way. or uh, don't, uh, don't expect the ordinary citizens of a good city to slow down or don't interfere with the course of business. You know, just, just step aside or let a car get in and out of the driveway rather than wait, having them wait as you, you know, very mindfully, very mindfully stay clear. So, um, so we'll, we'll come back in here. Uh, we'll start in here at uh, 10.15. Uh, if, uh, if you want to go out and start right away with walking meditation, it can be done in the outer hall. We do it the short distance, because uh, this way, more people can fit in there. Our little parking lot, the gravel, the sidewalk, are all places to use. And then those of you who are new or like instructions for walking meditation or something, you're welcome to come up here and we'll talk a little bit more. Thank you.